from iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and today is episode 244. We're on the road to 250, and we got something very special planned for 250, so make sure you stay tuned. But, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me today on this special Wednesday, this very highly hectic Wednesday. A lot of fucking news going down, especially with AEW, as you could tell by the name of this episode. But definitely, we are rolling, right? Ask my man, Kofi Weston. What's good, Kofi? Thanks for joining us, bro. What's up, Courtney? Thank you for joining. Ah, first to arrive, my man Blackheart. Shout out off the top ropes podcast. Catch me on WrestleNary tomorrow at 7. I'm going to be defending my title. But ladies and gentlemen, if you don't already, follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. As well as follow the circle of debate. Hit that subscribe button. Follow the Circle of Debate. You know I mean? We got new episodes of Circle of Debate coming out every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So 
We are working on this channel. Make sure you hit that fucking subscribe button. This episode of the Wrestling Lauren Podcast is brought to you by Three Falls Brand, the best rock and wrestling merchandise on the planet. If you don't already, check out Three Falls Brand. They also are the home of Wrestling DeLorean Podcast merchandise. So, let me show you what they be doing over there at Three Falls Brand. Those are the homies. Check this out. Three Falls Brand is a DOI merch company that provides original artwork on shirts, hats, stickers, and pins. Three Falls, WrestlePunk merch for the masses. Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Definitely check out Three Falls Brand. Support the homies. Kofi, my family, most definitely, bro. Shout out Dirty Heels Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for the Dirty Heels. Whoop, whoop. All right. If you don't already know, we are also sponsored by Manscaped.com. So make sure you go to Manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. Hey, females, I know you got somebody that you know could, could, you know, freshen up as well. So this is not excluding the females. So make sure you go to Manscaped.com and put in that promo code DeLorean, all caps, D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N for 20% off site-wide, no matter how much the order is. It could be the most expensive thing on the fucking site. It could be the cheapest thing on the site. Just make sure you use the promo code DeLorean for 20% off. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is going to be talking about the absolute chaos that's been going on in AEW the last couple days. Now, I said on Monday when we had the episode that was strictly about the media scrum and CM Punk basically, you know, setting a fucking flamethrower off on the fucking elite Colt Cabana and Adam Page. I said that we'll go back to our regular schedule programming on Wednesday. We'll go back to the old school reviews. We'll go back to we'll actually talk about all the action that went down that wasn't behind the scenes on um, the weekend. So. I thought that that's what we were doing today. I wanted to go back to the ECW reviews, but bro, after all the shit that came out in the last couple days, how can I come up on this fucking podcast episode and not talk about what the hell's going on? I am going to once again dedicate this episode to the drama in AEW and not talk about ECW or any other old school episodes yet. We might bring that shit back on Friday, but right now there's still so much drama to talk about. Because it was reported by Sports Illustrated that as of today, AEW handed out some suspensions for the chaos that went down Sunday night, early Monday morning after the media scrum. So we talked about it in long form on on Monday. But if you don't already know, CM Punk won the AEW World Champion on AEW All Out, then instantly went into the media scrum and... Aired out his grievances on Colt Cabana, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, Adam Page, MJF, AEW as a whole. (laughs) And basically was giving his receipt to all the journalists that was at the media scrum that he feels has been reporting false news without going to the horse's mouth. So CM Punk basically took his opportunity to tell his side of the story, but he did it in a way that invited chaos because... My man was saying right off the bat, hey, if anybody got a fucking problem, come at me. Pretty much. He verbatim, he said, hey, I'm walking up and down these halls. If you have a fucking problem with me, then confront me and let's fucking go. So that's what the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega did. 
Now, there's mixed reports out there. There's reports that the Young Bucks kicked down the door of CM Punk's locker room. And if that's true, if that's the case, then in my mind, I could picture, I only could picture the Young Bucks doing a double super kick to CM Punk's locker room door. But if that's the case and the Young Bucks kicked down the door and confronted CM Punk that way, I could understand why CM Punk wanted to, you know, fight. Supposedly, you had Ace Steel's wife and CM Punk's dog in the locker room. So there's so many conflicting things out there. There's there's a story that Ace Steel, he, he wasn't in the locker room. He was nearby. So when he heard the door get kicked down, he knows his wife is in there. He came from behind, and that's when he, he bit and pulled the hair of Kenny Omega. So Ace Steel is, you know, a cannibal out here. He's fucking trying to eat Kenny Omega. But anyway, there's the story that Ace Steel's wife got her leg broke. There's the story that uh, Nick Jackson got hit with a chair and got knocked out. There's a story that CM Punk swung first. Now, out of all the stories, that's been the one constant that CM Punk swung first. Who we got here? We got Nishi877677. Hi. Thank you so much for joining Kofi Weston says, Young Bucks are badass if that's true. Color in the back with the spray. <laughs> Omega got bit. When you start biting and pulling hair, it means you're losing. Hey, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, here's the thing. I am, and I, I made my, I made my uh, stance clear on Monday. I am on the side of the elite. And that's because, and I'm a fucking, I was a CM Punk fan. I'm a fucking CM Punk fan, but I was on the side of the elite because if you're going to talk shit and you're going to invite me to confront you after you talking shit, then that's basically a fucking invite to fight. So if you're going to be invited to fight and you don't fight and don't defend yourself, know what that makes you. So for all the fucking people like, you know, you got Disco Inferno and you got you got people like. Vince Russo and Jim Cornette calling the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega soft and prissy and bro, when it came down to defending themselves, they fucking defended themselves. Now, like I said, there's a bunch of accounts. You know, you have the stories that are coming out of Fightful. You have the stories that are coming out of the Wrestling News Observer. You have the stories coming out of Sports Illustrated now. And it's really interesting because there is constants in these stories. And then there's also parts of the stories that differ from other stories that are out there. But something that came out was that there were bystanders. There were people that were there. There were people that were trying to break it up. You had the entourage of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. So that would include Michael Nakazawa. That would include Brandon Cutler. Um, They also are suspended. I don't know what role they played. I didn't hear nothing about them uh, getting involved in the fight. But I guess since they were in the scene, they were also suspended. You also have... Christopher Daniels, who is the head of talent relations, suspended. I don't know if he was there, but he, you know, is the head of talent relations. It is his job to make sure that this shit doesn't happen. But also, I'm going to talk about who I think is at fault because it is Christopher Daniels' job to make sure that shit doesn't happen like this and shit doesn't pop off. But when you have a guy fucking inviting you to do this shit, then you got to fucking defend yourself. I know there's a lot of people saying that as EVPs, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. But how real is the title of EVP when Tony Khan took that fucking position from you? Tony Khan took that job from you. So how real is that position of, oh, well, 
you have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega as executives of the company. They're not really executives. What have they done? They have been stripped of that executive role since Tony Khan took all the fucking duties on his own. Kofi says CM Punk is a prima donna. He's also an egotistical maniac, but Kofi says, come on now. If that was hip-hop, someone would have gotten shot. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. You ain't going to fucking talk all that rah-rah and then go back to your locker room, get dressed, and fucking go home safely knowing that the motherfuckers are still in the venue. You know what I mean? Tim King was good. Thank you for joining, man. I really appreciate you. What up, De Niro? Big show tonight. Yes, we're going to get to that because with all the suspensions that are going on, like I said, so you also had Christopher Daniels suspended. You have Ace Steel suspended. You have Pat Buck suspended, who is, I think, now with the talent relations team that uh, Tony Khan put together, but he's also a backstage agent. Um, There is even reports that the chief executive officer of AEW, I think her name is Mega, she was also present and was there, and now there's legal investigations within uh, AEW because of this whole incident. It's crazy what's going down. But like I said, I feel like the man who should have fucking nipped this shit in the bud and could have took full control of this and didn't have to get this far was Tony Khan. Off the top rows, Blackheart says it's hostile right now. It's very hostile. I know I gave Tony Khan a lot of shit on Monday. I was talking how like Tony Khan was nodding and all that, but watching back that CM Punk media scrum a couple times now and really analyzing it, you can see that Tony Khan was not necessarily agreeing with with CM Punk. He was more, I guess, I don't know. It was like he didn't know what to do. But that's you know that's when you put your big boy pants on and you fucking like make sure you. Stop shit before it gets out of hand. I don't know. Like, in one way, I felt bad for Tony Khan because he seemed like he was blindsided by all this. But also, bro, if somebody's talking all that shit about your company and your EVPs and exciting a fucking fight, when are you going to grab the fucking mic from him? When are you going to say, hey, you know, we'll discuss this backstage or, hey, all right, punk, that's it for tonight. You know, we'll, we'll talk further about your grievances. He didn't have to go, like, just stay quiet and allow CM Punk to do all that on the fucking media scrum. And there's now rumors that CM Punk has a, well, he had a meeting with Tony Khan yesterday discussing a possible exit. Because with all the names that I just announced that were suspended from AEW, notice how I did not say A Steel and CM Punk. That's because it is believed that a Steel and CM Punk are going to be departing the company. There's also word now by Dave Meltzer that CM Punk is injured and needs surgery again. I don't know if it was during the matchup or during the scruffle after the media scrum, but CM Punk is once again injured and won't be able to defend that title. So this whole buildup to All Out, him dropping the belt to Moxley, then Moxley dropping the belt to him, all this means nothing now because, once again, CM Punk will not be able to defend that title and may not even be with the company going forward. Um, we talked about how it would be very one-sided and just pure bias if Tony Khan suspended the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, but there was no repercussions for CM Punk. 
But now we're seeing that there's going to be repercussions for CM Punk because whether he's injured or not, it seems like he may be getting fired from AEW. Blackheart says, all this would have been avoided if they just had him relinquish the damn title. Exactly. See, this is interim bullshit is what the reason why all this started. Tim King, in my opinion, the worst part of, of this all was Punk's media scrum comments. Very immature man. Very egotistical, fragile man. Just like Moxley said, like, that was a part of the storyline. I know he has, CM Punk has no beef with Moxley, but that was something that was very telling when John Moxley said CM Punk is as fragile as his bones and his ego is fucking massive because that is exactly what we see CM Punk doing right now. Also, how he brought his problems with Hangman Page to the stage. Exactly. Now, I said it on Monday. If all this stemmed from Hangman going off script back in May, you could have confronted him back in May. You could have aired out your shit back in May. But if you remember CM Punk wins the title back in May at Double or Nothing, then CM Punk has a media scrum at Double or Nothing. But he's not angry with Hangman Page. There's no fucking talking shit to Hangman Page, calling him a empty-headed fuck. He didn't do none of that at the media scrum at Double or Nothing when all this would have still been fresh. So why now? Why is it that now you have such a huge problem with the Hangman when all this shit was going off back in May, you didn't do shit about it. You didn't say nothing about it. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, fuck Hangman Page. You went, that was a receipt, blah, 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 blah. That shit don't make sense to me. I feel like he's covering up. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, like call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever. In my opinion, CM Punk doesn't want to be there to begin with. So now he's looking for the excuses because he can't just walk out like he did last time. Last time, the fans were forgiving and wanting you back and fucking chanting your name for seven years. This time, they may not. So he needs the excuse of, well, it's me against the world, and basically I'm getting kicked out of here because of all the fucking drama and childish bullshit. So maybe CM Punk did not want to be here. So maybe he's grasping at straws to fucking get out of it. But it looks like, that's just my opinion. That's not nothing that no one reported. It's my opinion. But now it looks like CM Punk is not going to be here going forward. It was reported by Sports uh, Sports Centers, by Sports Illustrated this morning that it was going to come down to either CM Punk getting suspended like the rest of the people involved with the whole incident or CM Punk was going to depart from the company. I feel like with all the backstage heat, which is being called nuclear heat, if he indeed has nuclear, nuclear heat... <laughs> backstage and doesn't have many friends and there's a lot of enemies backstage there's one or two things that you could do here you could tell everybody involved to put their shit together get their shit together and fucking let's go make money off of this and make it an angle have this shit play out on tv because that would be a huge angle if you had cm punk versus the elite and they could fucking make this a feud in a storyline or CM Punk has to go because CM Punk is the common denominator with everybody not getting along with. He did what Page did, went into business for himself. Exactly. Tim King says facts. Weak heart, weak mind, fragile body. Those three elements don't belong in the wrestling business. I'll tell you that much. He got his payday. Now he thinks he runs the company. Exactly. And we talked about that on Monday too. He thinks he's runs this fucking company. To say that Tony Khan is, is not his position 
to clear things up or whatever. And then to say, I'm running a fucking business here. What business is CM Punk running? And to say that the fucking owner of the company is not his position to fucking clear this up. Um, last time I checked, the owner of the company, this is totally his position. This is 100% his responsibility because this is his company. So how are you going to fucking say this is not Tony Khan's problem? Tony Khan is the guy who should have fucking put this shit, nipped it in the butt and put it in behind him and have everybody moving forward. But because he didn't, CM Punk thinks he fucking runs shit now. Like that, that's the thing that I really didn't get. Mutiny, exactly. So now I want to know in the comments, what do you think the outcome is? What do you think CM Punk's future is? Do you think CM Punk does indeed get fired? Do you think he gets released? Do you think he has suspended and then we see him come back? I don't see a CM Punk in AEW with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega there. I think it's either going to be get rid of the Bucks and Omega or get rid of CM Punk. And for as big of a star that CM Punk is and as big of a draw CM Punk is, I'll tell you this right now. If you go with the Bucks and Kenny Omega getting released, that's basically biting the hand that feeds you and you fucking turning your back and forgetting where you came from and fucking dropping the fucking guys who started the revolution that created AEW in the first place. It's already weird as fuck that Cody Rhodes ain't here. It's already weird that you, Cody Rhodes is not here when it was Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks who did all in that basically created all out and AEW. So it's already feels weird. It doesn't feel like AEW since Cody left. You lose the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. It's not AEW anymore. It's not AEW. So it's going to be very weird and just not AEW if you have the Bucks and Kenny Omega gone. I think at the end of the day, got to cut your losses with CM Punk. I'll tell you what. CM Punk may have gave you a nice bump in the ratings the first, what, three, four weeks. But since then, AEW been pretty stagnant with or without Punk. But if everyone could just get this shit together, you guys don't have to get along, but if you guys could just get professional, think about if they were able to fucking play this out on TV. If they were able to make this an angle, this could be the biggest angle in AEW history. It could be the angle that everybody been wanting for a long time. I mean, fuck, if Edge and Edge and Matt Hardy over the Lita situation could fucking go and make money out of this and fucking make a program out of this and put their fucking personal feelings aside then fucking CM Punk could get over the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega defending Cole Cabana and Adam Page. I mean, shit. Off the top rope says, better be fired by the end of the day. That's what the rumor is, that it's either going to be a firing or a suspension. Uh, with nostalgia fans, only reason he's a draw... I agree with that, too, because to be honest, he hasn't been the best in the world for over a fucking decade. Wasted five million on a 42 year old man. Blackheart, I am not mad at you. I fucking agree 100 percent. So now that leads me to my final question. What is next for AEW? And I guess we'll find that out tonight. Um, it's being reported that Tony Khan is going to make an announcement regarding the world title and the trios titles. It's going to be interesting. I mean, Tony Khan is not a guy who we see on TV too often. We've seen him on TV very few times. Once for the whole buying ROH. We've seen Tony Khan, I think maybe like one or two more times since. But he's not a guy you see on TV too often. 
But now it's back to the drawing board. Any plans that they had for after All Out, now it's all scrapped. Because now your trios titles that you had a whole month-long tournament for and brought in guys from overseas for, that whole plan is scrapped. Now the world title match that you fucking built up towards as your biggest main event, CM Punk versus John Moxley, that shit is scrapped. So now it's back to the drawing board. But Tony Khan needs to grow a pair and he needs to take control of his company. And by taking control of his company, he needs to make sure that the egos that are detrimental to the rest of the company is no longer there. I don't give a fuck how much money they're drawing you. It's going to lead to the destruction of the company in the long run. Everybody wants to compare it to WCW. Let's look at WCW. You had lightning in the bottle with the NWO. It was the egos that ruined that company and in the long run was the detrimental factor in that company. Now, AEW. AEW was like a family. Pre-punk, AEW, everyone was saying the locker room is like a family. Everybody sticks together. Post-punk, you have a lot of animosity between a lot of people. Got Eddie Kingston suspended because he laid his hands on Sammy Guevara. We got people like Miro and Andrade saying that they don't want to be there. I know it's for another reason. We're going to talk about Malachi in a second, but Malachi Black just got released. And you have infighting within the roster. You have infighting, people going off script, people going into business for themselves. That's not the fucking way you run a company. And if I'm, if I'm Discovery, Warner Media, I am not thrilled about these reports. I am not happy about these reports unless it equals to money. Everybody likes to shit on Eric Bischoff, but controversy creates cash. So if you could put this shit like behind you and if you could just go forth and make money out of this and make it an angle, that would be different. But if CM Punk can't do that, if the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega can't do that, then one of these factors got to go. That's it. Curvin Abreu, thank you for joining. Tony Khan, soft. <laughs> no balls. Tim King says, put the trio styles on the line in a match between Death Triangle and the best friends. That would be the smart thing to do. They do have a trios match tonight. That would be smart. You know, you could even make it like a ladder match or something, bring more intrigue. Have MJF versus Mox versus Jericho versus Hangman for the world title at Grand Slam. I'm not mad at that. Tim, definitely great ideas there. Curvin Abreu says the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega need to stop, need to stop, be the EVPs no longer. They're not, you know, for all the talk about their title as EVP, didn't Tony Khan take that power away from them already? That's just by title at this point. Like, I don't really think they have job descriptions. Like, they're just roster members, it seems. But, I mean, I don't really know. That's just me assuming. <clears throat> Tim King, there was a report that Punk was pissed they let Cody go because of his beef with the Bucks and that added to the drama, but who knows? That will be very interesting. I know Cody and uh, CM Punk were friends or probably are friends. And, I mean, who knows? There's a lot of – there's still a lot of confusion on why Cody left too. No one really said anything. There was not a lot of talk from either side about why Cody left. So it will be interesting to one day get the full story on why Cody Rhodes – walked away from AEW. I heard that there's rumors that there's um, 
there's even like non-disclosures with that. So neither side could talk. But one day I will be very interested to see what exactly is the reason why Cody Rhodes left. Don't forget Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. CM Punk comments overshadowed MJF's return. And that's the shame about all this shit. MJF returned. It was something that people waited for for a long time. And all this drama overshadowed all that. So I think tonight you got to pull a hot angle. You know, a lot of people going to be tuning in tonight. A lot of people going to want to know what's going to be said, what's going to be happening. So you got to pull the hot angle. Me personally, I think that involves Tony Khan and MJF on air. I mean, we, we should see, but what if while Tony Khan is out there, MJF comes out? Maybe spits in his face or something. You know what I mean? Something to make people intrigued because right now you basically told people that some of the biggest stars in the company, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and CM Punk, are not going to be here for a while and maybe on CM Punk's side ever again. So you got to do something tonight to make people intrigued. So tonight is a very, very important episode of AEW Dynamite. So once again, I leave it to the people in the chat. Let me know what you think. It, what do you think is next for AEW? And can AEW survive this? Can AEW right these wrongs and get back into the good graces of professional wrestling fans? Because right now, AEW kind of looks like a joke. And that's coming from an AEW fan. It kind of looks like a joke. But <clears throat> in other news... It was also announced today that Malachi Black was released from AEW. This has nothing to do with the situation with the scrum, CM Punk, and the Elite. Malachi Black, uh, he he needed, I think, personal time. Um, if there's uh, mental health issues going on with Malachi Black, I think it's best that he does take time off and focus on himself. So I'm glad that the uh, AEW is going to allow him to do that. But it's going to be interesting to see if Malachi Black comes back to wrestling. And if he does, if he comes back to AEW. Because if he does come back to wrestling, I can see him going back to WWE. Especially with Triple H running shit. But I, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens tonight. Let's see what Tim King says. Tim says, bro, if they can work through this, this can be the biggest angle in a long time. I totally agree. Kenny Hangman, the Bucks versus Punk, Wardlow, FTR. Have the world title on MJF, and you have two huge stories. If that is the case, if they could do that, then all this shit is worth it. If they could do that, then this would be a huge money-making angle. But my biggest fear is some of the fragile egos are not going to allow that to happen. I don't know. Like I said, you know, there's been many other instances of people who had real-life drama and beef putting that shit aside to be professional and make money from the angle and make money from the drama. You know, I, I mentioned Matt Hardy and Edge. That was probably my biggest biggest example. Um, even Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle, there was fucking drama between them. I believe Matt Riddle's wife talked shit about Becky Lynch, and then there was, like, beef. Seth Rollins said he would never wrestle Matt uh, Riddle, and now look, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins is one of the hottest feuds going into WWE right now. They're making money. They're making it a draw. They make me want to tune in and see. The the promo before Clash at the Castle with uh, Seth Rollins saying to Matt Riddle, oh, your, your wife and kids don't want to see your bitch ass anymore. Adding that real element, that real drama, like that makes it feel like it's must watch. I know during Clash at the Castle, I had to watch that matchup because after that fucking promo, I was like, god damn, that's something I cannot miss. So now imagine if you could take the egos of CM Punk 
if you could take the egos of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, if you could check that shit at the door and make money, this could be the angle that takes AEW into the next year and fucking sell out Arthur Ashe Stadium, sell out full gear. Because right now, it's like, if this all leads to CM Punk leaving, the Bucks and Kenny leaving, then this is just a fucking horrible travesty. But it's going to be interesting to see what goes down in AEW. It's going to be very interesting to see what goes down tonight on Dynamite. I think that tonight may be the most intriguing Dynamite of all time. Because of all the drama that's going on, shit hit the fan. What's going to happen? You're basically stripping your trios champions. You're stripping your world champion. And you have some of your biggest stars suspended. And one may not come back. So... I'm thoroughly intrigued what's going to go down tonight, what's going to be the direction of the company going forward. It's going to be very interesting. But I just wanted to come on here for a shorter episode today, give my opinions on all the drama that's going down. I hope everyone tunes into Dynamite. I mean, I think it's must-watch tonight. hope everyone enjoys. And I promise this time, unless more craziness happens within the next two days, I promise this time, that come Friday, the newest episode of the Wrestling Delorean Podcast, we will back to regular scheduled programming. We'll be doing the classic wrestling reviews. We'll be discussing all the modern shows and all the other shit that we do here on the Wrestling Delorean Podcast. I just feel like the AEW drama totally took over the Wrestling Delorean in the last couple episodes. But as long as the fucking wrestling world doesn't continue to melt down, we will have all that and more on Friday. Great show, De Niro. Enjoy the show tonight. Thank you, man. I appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoy the show, too. And I, I really appreciate everybody being here. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. It's like 100,000 degrees here in New York. I'm sweating like a motherfucker. But thank you so much for joining. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Without you, there is no me. So definitely, I appreciate you. And yes, enjoy AEW Dynamite. And catch me here on Friday on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Take care, y'all. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 